All right. Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we are learning Maseches Gitten Daf Yud Tes, and we're starting at a Mishnah five or six lines down on Yud Tes. You want you want to move closer, Dad? Because uh, you can come closer. Uh, we'll be starting with the Mishnah on the top of Yud Tes Amud Aleph, and the Mishnah says Bachol Kosvin, the ink that you're allowed to use. There's a variety of them. It says Bachol. We'll see soon that it's not really Bachol. The Gemara says Bidio, which is regular ink. Basam, which is a type of paint. Bisikra, which is some type of red ink. Uve, uve kumus, which is a type of gum base. Uve kankantum, which some of the Meforshim here explain, the modern Meforshim explain that it's copper sulfate. Dad, copper sulfate? Does it, copper sulfate has a color to it? Blue, there you go. And says the Gemara, uh, the Mishnah. Anything that is of a permanent, isn't that what you stained your hands with before you got married? That was a different chemical. Excuse me. And therefore my dad wore gloves at his wedding. Fancy, fancy. So the Gemara says, any type of ink that is permanent in nature, that is allowed to be used. And then the Mishnah adds, mashkin, you cannot use juice, uh, the liquids from juice, you cannot use a liquid that does not last. The Mishnah continues, Al what can you write on? It says the Mishnah, you can write on everything, the leaves of an olive tree, they're very long lasting leaves, and on the horn of a, of a para, but then you have to give her the para, right? Because otherwise, Right, and or you can do al yad shel eved. You can write it on the hand of an eved. eved. She'll be like, okay, that's a divorce. I'll consider. You've got a good uh, slave in the deal. That's what the Gemara says. Rabbi Yossi Aglili argues. Omer he says, You cannot write on something that's alive, nor can you write on anything that is qualified as a food. Right. Sometimes we've seen these little things where people write their names on a piece of rice, these little uh, overpriced little things, trinkets that you get at the store. That does not work according to the sheets of Rabbi Yossi. The Mishnah opens, Dio is Diusa, which is the Aramaic word for ink. Sam is Sama, not much of a difference, still the same. The Meforshim here on the page say that this has a golden color to it. That's an acceptable color. Sikra is red. Amar Rabba Barbarachana, Sikrasa Shema. Its real name in Aramaic is Sikrasa. Kumus is kuma, kan kantum, amar rabba barbarachana, amar shmuel, charta de ushbechi. Charta de ushbechi is the polish that's used by a shoemaker to polish shoes. So it's a very strong type of dye that can function as ink. The Gemara says about halfway down on the page of whenever we say in the mission of that's a language of inclusion, says the Gemara, what does this come to include? What are we adding to the list of reasonable forms of ink? The Gemara says, what did Reb Hanina teach us? If you write a, a get in dirty, muddied water, according to some of the Mephorshim, or ve'aftza, which is the liquid from, from a gallnut that is considered acceptable, kosher. Tani be'avar, if it's written with lead, this doesn't mean you take lead like the old pencils and you write with lead. It's powdered lead that's put into water and then dried out in a way that can be used as ink. Kasba'avar o'bishachor, which is charcoal, u'vishichor, which is that shoe polish we were talking about before, kosher, all of those are good. Now we're going to jump into the world of Hilchos Shabbos for a minute, and this is going to be a setup for a very important question. 
The Gemara says halfway down in your testament, Aleph, Itmar, Hamavir Dio Al Gabe Sikra Bishabis. If a person takes black ink and they cover, they color over two letters that are written in red ink. Okay, so let's picture it. You've got two letters, an Aleph and a Bayes written on a piece of paper in bright red ink. You take a black marker, black pen, and you write on top of them. So you're doing two things. You're blocking out the red and you're adding in the black. So says the Gemara, You violated two Isure Doraisa by writing black ink on top of red. First of all, the black ink that you wrote on top of the red is new writing. And one of them is because when you wrote the black on the red, that's Ki'ilu erasing the red, even though we know it's only covered, which helps us in Lundus to understand what mochek means. Mochek doesn't mean what we think it means. We're used to saying that erasing is when you take an eraser and remove it. That's relatively new technology. What they did back in the days, they covered over it with another color. So therefore, says the Gemara, if a person has two letters of red ink and they cover it with black ink, Yerchayev, to Isurim. However, dio al gabe dio, black ink on black ink, or sikra al gabe sikra, <coughs> red ink on top of red ink, that is putter, that is only an isr because you haven't written anything new and you haven't erased anything. It's black on black. What? Not really. Not, I mean, a highlighter is an interesting question. That would probably be an Isr Darabanan too, because we need two letters to create an Isr Doraiso for Kosev. But it's a little different in the following way. This is my name. Let's say I write the letter P in black before Shabbos. And then on Shabbos, I write the same exact letter P, one on top of the other, indistinguishable. That is Pater Avalasar. That's an Isr Darabanan, not an Isr Doraiso. So that's if it's the same color. What? Uh, there's no mention of that's what we're talking about. That the writing, yeah. So the first writing was done before Shabbos, and then now you're the writing that you're doing is on top of old writing. So let's say before Shabbos you signed your name. Like everybody, you have a distinctive signature. Then you take a pen and you trace on Shabbos your signature. You can't do it, but it's not an Isr Doraisa. It's a rabbinic violation. Why? Because your writing doesn't show. Your writing is simply tracing an existing signature. So the Gemara says that's not Kosev. And I'll tell you why in logic, in the deeper logic, why that makes sense. Because you have communicated nothing. The whole reason why we have an Isr of writing on Shabbos is because the walls of the Mishkan were set up in a way where this side of the wall had an aleph on it, and this side of the wall had an aleph on it. Therefore, two letters tell you which, which walls to adjoin. So when you write your name on top of your name, yes, you dropped ink on the paper, but you've communicated nothing. Therefore, it's an Isr Darabonan and not an Isr Doraisa. Because when we're talking about Kosev on Shabbos, we require some level of communication. And if you're just tracing, then tracing is not considered an Isr Doraisa. Next case, says the Gemara, let's reverse it. What if we do... Sikra al gabe dio. What if we do red on top of black? This is different. Why? Amre la Some say red on top of black is chayev. The amre la potter. Some say red on top of black tracing. Again, same tracing is going to be potter. Amre la The one who says that you're chayev is because mocheku, because you took the red and you erased the black, you covered the black. 
you didn't do kosei because you've communicated nothing new. But when the red covered the black, you did mochik. That's why one says yachayev. Maskim. So far, that's true. But the Gemara then says, Some say over here that that is actually only an Isra Darabanan if you do red ink over black. Why? Amrila, uh, sorry, Amrila uh, Potter, because Mikalkel, who, oh, here the Gemara is showing its preference for black ink over red ink. Because black ink is the normal way to write and red ink is abnormal. So when you take the red ink and you're covering and tracing over the black ink, you're being in the kalkel, the good writing. You're not doing mochek, it's mikalkel, you're ruining something. And mikalkel is pater avalasher, that's an iser derabona. Good. Now that we've had this intro of Hilchos Shabbos, the Gemara asks the following question, two-thirds of the way down. What about a case, we've seen this already in this Masechta once, you have witnesses, they don't know how to write. Very uncommon in our culture, but it exists where people don't know how to write. Maybe we should pre-write their names. Let's say their name is Phil. They pre-write the Sikra in red, P-H-I-L. And they should sign as tracing. So the question is, do we say Ksav Elyon Ksav is the top level of writing considered Ksav? Is it considered a signature? Or is it not a signature? What's our case? Red on the bottom, black tracing. Black on top of red. Says the Gemara, what did Rav Yochanan answer? Reish Lakish, Omar Lei, Enok Sab. That when you put the black ink on top of the red, that's not considered Ksab. Says the Gemara, where were you five lines ago? Omar Lei, three-fourths of the way down. Five lines ago, the Ksab Elyon is Ksab Le'inyon Shabbos. You told me that when you take black ink and put it over red, that you're Chayv Shtayim. So why over here is it not a signature? If by Hilchos Shabbos, r- tracing black ink on top of red ink is chayv shtayim, which means that you're doing co-save. So why by chasimas, why by signatures, when you take black ink and trace red ink, why isn't it a ksav? So says the Gemara, Omar Lei, This is an interesting phrase that we've shown him work on this. Just because I'm concerned about Hilchos Shabbos doesn't mean that it is or isn't a ksav by Gittin. I'm concerned by Hilchos Shabbos. You can't really connect the two sigas. I don't know the answer by Shabbos. I'm concerned, and I'm therefore going to say you're not allowed to do it. You cannot connect the two sugyas. Okay, Itmar, the Gemara says, let's dig into this sugya of people who don't know how to write. Itmar, 12 lines from the bottom. What happens if we have people who don't know how to sign their own name? Rav Amar, he says, We tear into good paper in the name, shape of their name. Right? We cut out into a piece of paper. And we fill in all of the tears that we made with their names. So if their name is Chaim, you cut out a Ches in the paper. You cut out two Yuds and a Mem. And then they can spray paint their name and it'll show up like a stencil. That works out great. Ushmuel Amar Be'avar. Shmuel says that you, you, you can use lead. Using lead is a problem because we spoke about that earlier. Says the Gemara Be'avar Sal How can you say that you can use lead? Ve'atani Rebchia Kasvo Be'avar B'Shachor V'Shichor Kosher That if you write with lead, that counts as a signature. You can't use the stencil as an ink that's viable for a chasima. You have to use an ink that isn't viable for a chasima. So it says the Gemara, there's different kinds of lead. Lokasha, habe avra, habe maya de avra. One is talking about lead itself, 
which is not an acceptable form of a signature. So if they take a stick of lead and they write Chaim as a stencil so someone can trace, that's acceptable. But um, Maya de Avra is not allowed. If you take lead and you dilute some of the solutes into water and you dry it out, that kind of ink is a real ink that you're not allowed to use as a, as a primary uh, stencil. Rabbi Abo has another approach that can be used for people who don't know how to do chasima. Omar b'mei milin. What is b'mei milin? So the Meforshim say it's the gall nuts that we discussed before. That you can use that as the primary text that they can then trace upon. The Gemara says that's a stira. Why? Because v'hatani ribchanina. We learned this already today, earlier in the page. Kasvu b'mei tariv afza kosher. That that counts as a primary ink. So if the gall nuts, or in this case, as it's called the mei milin, counts as a primary ink, it counts, you can't use that as the as the ink that will be the stencil tracing ink. That doesn't work, says the Gemara, lo kasha, it depends what was happening on the paper. If the paper already had, if it was already treated with this liquid of gall nuts, so then you're right, because the Gemara says, but if the, pa- the page had never had it, so then that would, you're right, that that would not work. The Gemara says, they would use saliva to put down the primary uh, the primary person's name, and then they would trace over the saliva, because everyone agrees that rope, that saliva, is not considered to be ink. Rav Papa taught this to Lepapa Torah. Papa, the shore, uh, from the word Torah, the, the guy who watched over the shvarim, the guy who watched over the shore. He had a, he had a farm of cows. So this guy's name was Papa Torah. And he also said, Birok, that when the guys don't know how to do chasima, you should use saliva, create a shape of their name, and then the guys can just stencil. I was teaching my four-year-old how to write his name. So I wrote the, name, the letter A, then I did a dotted line for him, and then he traced over the line. The Gemara doesn't recommend that. I don't know why not. We're used to that from our penmanship in the early days of school back in the day. Nevertheless, the Gemara continues. Fine, we have a solution for people who don't know how to write. Vihani mili, that which we rely leniently, that we can use a stencil or any of the solutions above to allow someone who does not know how to write, that which we allow this leniency for them to trace another pre-written name, hani mili is only begitten. Why? Take a look at Rashi. This is a throwback to Maseches Yevamos, but not a scary one. Rashi, five lines from the bottom, begin. Mishum Iguna, as we'll soon see in the Gemara. The Gemara says that we're going to be makil, that the signatures on a get can even be those who don't know how to write, provided that we can first template and sketch what their signatures should be, all to protect a woman from becoming an Iguna, an Aguna. It doesn't apply by regular documents, only by a get. It's the only document where we allow people who are illiterate, maybe illiterate is not the right word. What's the, is there a word? What? Is there like a word for it? Who don't know how to write? We have illiterate, which is don't know how to read. I don't know. They don't know. They're not able to read. They don't know how to read them. I'm sure there's a word. Yeah? That's hard to believe, actually. I played Scrabble with this man hundreds of times, and I, needless to say, I never won. Needless to say. But I did learn a good vocabulary. And my, my dad always played upside down. He always faced the board towards me. Still true, by the way. slow. Uh, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Just a technical question, I guess. What what did lead mean back then? It doesn't mean what it means now. 
Not our current pencils, but there were pencils that had lead in them. A piece of lead that when you would take it, a piece of lead that if you took it on concrete or on paper, it would leave a trace. It would leave a mark. That's presume. I presume that's what it means. It's probably very dangerous too, but we didn't know about lead poisoning back in the day. It's one of the many reasons that uh, yeah. don't eat the yeah, don't eat the crayons. Yeah. So this was a leniency that we allowed for a person who couldn't write. This was a leniency only true by Gitten. Bottom line of your testament, it says the Gemara, somebody tested this system. Somebody actually tried this. He wanted to sneak in his non-get document. And this guy, he's like, hey, come sign. He's like, I don't know how to hold a pen. He's like, don't worry, trace this. And then what happened? The Nagder of Kahana. Rav Kahana gave him Malkos. Yikes. This, this Kula only applies by Git. Turning to the top of Dafya Testament Bays, we saw a number of shitas of how we should solve this problem for the man who doesn't know how to sign. Do we do Rav's idea, which is to create a stencil? Do we use Avar? Do we use lead? Do we use the Maimilin? Uh, ooh, we got a word. Agraf agra agraphia? A-G-R-A-P-H-I-A. -A -A. Agraphia. I've never seen that word before. Someone who can't write. Agraph. Yes, correct. Symmetrical and asymmetrical. Graphology is the study of handwriting. Agraphia. Very well done. Uh, Yitz told me that this is via Rabbi Google, and I quote. He, he got that from Rabbi Google. <laughs> they all knew that, Rabbi Yitz. Sorry. So that's what the Gemara says. Let's bring a Raya, says the Gemara, on the top of your Testament Bay is Tanya Kavase de Rav. We have a Brisa that supports the approach that Rav recommended in regards to, again, this person who doesn't know how to write their own name. Top line, what do we do? We cut out their name in an upper piece of paper, and then we fill it in with ink, and then the ink falls into the bottom piece of paper, a stencil. Now, this brysa really could have, could have ended as it relates to our purposes, but there happens to be more in the brysa, which is very helpful. Third line down. When do we see this leniency, as mentioned already, only by Gite Noshim? When it comes to Shechra Avadim, which normally is grouped with Gite Noshim, but not here. When it comes to Shechra Avadim and all other Staros, Im Yodin Likros Vilachtom, if the guy knows how to read and how to sign Chosmet. But if he can't read and write, so then says the Gemara, ain't chosmin. The Gemara questions the Shita of, uh, of Rav Shimon ben Gamliel. We weren't talking about reading. You said the parameters of someone to sign is read and write. We haven't been speaking about reading at all. So therefore, says the Gemara, man who was talking about reading? Come pay attention to the Sukhya. We weren't talking about that. The Gemara says, you're right. But the problem wasn't Rav Shimon ben Gamliel. The problem was our b'raisa. Really, the b'raisa is missing something. Here is the right way to read the b'raisa. If there are edim who don't know how to read, right? The Rav Shimon ben Gamliel edition. They have cognitive ability, but they're illiterate. So then we can read it for them and then they can sign. If they don't even know how to sign, Dot, 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 v'chule. Then we take Rav's idea of creating a stencil. The rules are as follows. So here, by Sha'ar Shtaros, 
he has a very strict rule, which is that you need to both be able to read and write when it comes to other shtaros. Only by get nashim do we have the double kula of not being able to read when we read it to you and not being able to write where we create a stencil for you. Amar Lazar, my time of Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel. Why was Rav Shimon ben Gamliel making this distinction between get nashim, where we allow for stencils, and the case of uh, get shichror and she'ar shtaros, where we don't allow it? The Gemara says, Shilo yuhu benos Yisrael agunos. We need to be more lenient when it comes to Gittin because we don't want a woman to be stuck and trapped in a get because of this. Therefore, we allow for those who are illiterate, I should say more accurately, those who don't know how to sign their own name, to sign it because we don't want them to, uh, women to be stuck. Uh, agraphia? Agraphia. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but I think I am. Yeah? Mark, you have a correction? It's agraphia. Oh, your credibility was lost with the word progeny. You're done. You're done. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How do we pass? How do we paskin? This is an odd Gemara. The Gemara now goes into two shitas, but we only saw one shita. The Gemara says, Even though we haven't seen a dissenting opinion yet, all he said is that we allow the leniency of using a stencil. And then Virav Gamda Mishmed the Rava Amar ain halacha. Halacha is not like Rashbag. The Gemara says Keman Like who are we talking about? That's impossible. There's no other shita. What did we see on the bottom of the previous page? Somebody tried this. They took a regular star of you owe me money, I owe you money. This guy couldn't write a thing. He said fill in the chicken scratch, and they he tried, and Rav Kahana smacked him over the head. So Pashat that we hold like Rav Shimon ben Gamliel that it only applies by Gitei Nashim and not by Shar Shtaros. What do you mean we don't hold we don't hold like Rashbak? So the Gemara says, Tir Akriya. All we're saying is that we disagree with Rav Shimon ben Gamliel only in one area in regards to reading. He says reading isn't a parameter in this sugya. Remove it altogether. It doesn't belong here. But we still agree fundamentally with Rav Shimon ben Gamliel that the heter of the stencil applies for Gitei Nashim because of Aguna and it doesn't apply to Get Shichror or to Sha'ar Shtaros. It's implied from our Gemara that it would not work. It's implied from our Gemara. It actually has to be the Remember, remember that we need to do kium shtaros. We need to be able to verify signatures later. What is this guy's name? It's his name. It's his... By shtaros? We're in the wrong room for that one. Maybe we'll get there. Or did I teach it and forget it already? No, okay, because that could happen too. The Gemara continues. <laughs> you know, sometimes today is my 43rd birthday, still embarrassed by my dad. You know, happy birthday. Gracias. You didn't hear it on the field this morning. Yeah, yeah, it came up. <laughs> That's why Jason gave me a whole bunch of hugs today. Rav Yehuda mitzta'er, kari v'chasim, it was very hard for him to read. Rav Yehuda pushed himself to read the shtaros, whatever star he was reading, and then v'chasim, and then he signed it. They said back to him, Amar le'ula, lo tzrichas, relax. 
you don't need to strain your, they didn't have glasses like we do. You don't need to strain yourself. We know it's hard for you to read. You ever see people super nearsighted? They're, they're mamish holding things an inch in front of their eyes. They're struggling to read. There's people who are super, super nearsighted. And that's what they do, says the Gemara. You don't have to do that. By him, people, he had people read it to him. His vision was poor. They read it to him and done. And then he signed it. And Verav Nachman in his generation, the people of the Bezdin, the, the scribes of the Bezdin would read it. And then he would sign and says the Gemara, but in that generation, Vidafka Rav Nachman, but it was only him, Visafre Daine de Islahu Emsa, and his own scribes who knew him, because Rav Nachman was a Khashavazakh, he was appointed as the as the head of the community by the Reish Galusa. He was the son-in-law of the Nasi. He had a lot of uh, a lot of familial connections over there. So only if they knew each other. But Aval Rav Nachman Visafre Achrini, if Rav Nachman was the one signing and the Sofrim didn't know Rav Nachman or Safre Daini, it was the people who were of the Bezdin of Rav Nachman, but the Inishachrina and somebody else was signing, then they couldn't, then they couldn't do that low. Rav Papa, Kihava Asi Parsa, when there was a document written in Persian, to Abid Barakos Shal Nachrim, that had been penned in a court of non-Jews, Mikri Nachrim, he would have two people who read Persian read the document to make sure that the content in it was true to form. And here's how he tested them. He put one guy in interrogation room one and one guy in interrogation room two and tried to make sure that, make sure that their stories aligned. And, and this is a term we'll get to, not now, but in many, many years, he spoke to them in such a casual way, like, hey, by the way, can you, I just don't read Persian. Can you read this for me? Meaning not letting them know the implications of what they were reading. Just please loosely translate. So when guy A and guy B, two Persians, Goyim, if they're able to read this document, without knowing what the implications are, they're just reading. So then the Gemara says that they can be trustworthy. How trust they can be trusted? How trustworthy are they? You can even collect from properties that have a lien on them, which is the highest level of a property because it impacts other people. This is considered the case. That's why when, and I did this myself, I called Nabisco and I said to them, um, can you please tell me if there's any milk uh, in in the regular Oreos for people who have milk sensitivity, they're stomachoy. So it's You're asking them. They're answering you. There's another halachic principle called umanu marium nasi. In regular Oreos, there's no milk milk at all. Yeah, I didn't share this last week. No, I did not. You did. That was a long time ago. Was it before I left town? I left town like 40 times. That's a terrible <laughs> question. Let's just continue before the depression kicks in. The Gemara says a uh, little bit. What? I, I will. Amar <laughs> Ravashi, similar. Amar Li Ravuna Bar Nasan. Hachi Amar Amemar. This is what Amemar said. If there is a document written in Persian that's signed by Jews, they are going to be uh, used for collection, even from properties that have a lien on them. It says the Gemara, but these Jews don't know how to read Persian. Okay, but the Yade, they knew. They knew how to read Persian. The documents used in Persia were not treated the way that the paper was in Israel, which had this gall nut first treating the paper. It says the Gemara, they did. The paper that they were using was in fact treated. 
The style of writing in um, in uh, in Persia was that they didn't do a summative line at the end, and that's not valid. Says the Gemara, don't worry. They did it. So says the Gemara. Then Then what was Amaymar even bothering teaching me in the first place? You trying to teach me that Dechol Lashon Kasher? We know that already. That every Lashon is Kasher. Says the Gemara because Tanina. We have a Brisa. Get Shekasvo Ivris. The aid of Yavanis. If we have a get that's written in Hebrew and it's signed by people who write in Greek, or Yavanis, the get is written in Greek. The aid. The the aid of Ivris Kasher. So therefore, why are you even bothering? What are you talking about? This we know that it's kosher already. So says the Gemara, Ime hahi. If I only had that source of the case of Hebrew and Greek, I might have thought that maybe the only time we believe that a star is kosher in every language is by a get We have broad strokes, let everybody in wide tent in order to ensure that there's no agunas kamash malon that by any star. We trust a, gar, a star in any language, provided that we understand it. A little bit more. Omar Shmuel. Let's say a man gives a woman a blank piece of paper, like diplomas at high school graduations. Nosan lan niar chalak. The Omar laha rezegitech. The Gemara says, migureshes, which is absolutely wild. Why? Chayshin and shema b'mei milin kasva. We're afraid that he wrote with a certain type of uh, liquid, which can absorb into the paper. When you write it, it shows up. When it absorbs, it can no longer be seen. And if in fact that happens, we're afraid that maybe the star was actually visible and in effect when he handed it to her, but now the magic ink has disappeared. So says the Gemara, that's a problem. This whole sheet is problematic. If this is, he's, a man says to his wife, this is your get, and then he takes it and he throws it into the yam, or into the fire, or anything that ruins the star. The Chazar Omar, I was just joking. Really, that was a star pasim, who, star amonahu, it was just some type of other kind of document. So the Gemara says, Migurasha, she is divorced. And the Gemara says, that it's going to be a problem that she's going to be Asura. But why is it that these documents worked? Says the Gemara, time at the Ikaksav. That's because there was at least something written on there. What's the Diuk? Halekaksav. Had it been that there was mamish, nothing written on it, nothing visible on the blank piece of paper, lo, then she should not be Migureshes. So why is it that when he hands her the blank piece of paper and says, Harezegitech, she's Migureshes, when there's literally nothing on there? So says the Gemara, Maya Denara is a type of liquid that is able to draw out what's absorbed inside the paper. This is sophisticated chemistry. They had the way to do this. That's what they did. If you could imagine, you take un, uh, un, undeveloped film back in the day and you put it in that liquid and the image starts to show up. Similar. We have the paper. You can't see any liquid. And when we said, and the paper was chalak, there was nothing on it, and she's divorced, that's only if it was checked this way. And if in fact the ink showed on the surface, then in fact it showed up and she's divorced. And says the Gemara, but so what? Even if the ink shows up now, who cares? That's hashtu dipalit. It only showed up right now, but at the time that she got it, there was nothing on it. So says the Gemara, Shmuel Nami, Chayshinon, Ka'amar. He's only saying that he's concerned. He's not saying that she's Megureshes Mamish, only that she's concerned. We're going to stop right here at Amar Ravina. We'll pick up Emir Tashem tomorrow night with Daf Chaf. Wishing you all a beautiful night.